0: Welcome to Spand Reads, not your typical rereads podcast. A 17th Shard series where we reread the Cosmere and are giant nerds about it. Today, we will be talking about the magic in Alloy of Lore and its interactions with the story. This episode will have spoilers for Alloy of Lore and prior books from Era 1. Joining me is Mish. Hi, I'm Mish. First Rainbow Rose. Also joining me is Ian.
1: Hey, I'm Eretta.
0: And last but not least is Rosemary. Hello, I'm k And I am Jessie, and I go by Lady Lemus Today, let's talk about magic, and let's talk about Skadrian magic and how it's presented in Alloy of Lore. But to start us off i think we need someone to do uh overcap of how compounding works and i'm gonna I nominate ian to do that <laughs> <laughs> yes
1: so before we get into compounding itself like th- the three metallic arcs are allomancy frucomy and Hemallurgy. allomancy you burn metals and you get power from preservation and you can do a whole bunch of cool things through me you store your own power your own investiture into metals that you can later retrieve converting different attributes like so you can store your strength for a certain amount of time to get stronger later on and then hemology you just stab people with metal and stab other people with that metal and you can transfer like attributes magical abilities all that fun stuff alchemy is fun it's not evil at all it's just power but <laughs> the fun thing is when you have where you can use the same metal for both Allomancy and fruit because in frukmeyor you're you're limited about how much you can put in it's like you can't so it's like you soar an hours worth of strength and then you can tap it for an hour to become twice as strong, or you can become stronger for a shorter amount of time, but you're still limited by what you can store. However, if you burn a metal mind that you have stored some amount of attribute in when preservation's investiture is coming to you because you're burning a metal, that's what it does. It gets changed by that attribute becoming more of that attribute. So instead of burning iron to push on metals, you get more weight that you can then store in metal mines and use at your leisure. And so you only have to store a tiny bit to have nearly endless amounts of your action, (laughs) which is very useful.
0: But the catch is that you need to have alamancy and Farrakami of the same.
1: And so like in Era 1, the only person we saw with both alamancy and Frucamute was the Lord Ruler and later some of the Steel Inquisitors. However, in era two, people have been getting it on between populations. <laughs> and so the the genes the genes for fruchemy split. and so now we have pharynx. So previously, it's like if you were fruquemist, you had all the metals. Now there are fruquemists of only one metal. And now you can be a misting and a fairing also known as a twin board
0: and that's when things get fun very interesting
2: combinations interactions of these combinations are just you could just spend ages coming up with different ways to pair different metal powers together and
3: you know there's there's a lot of them Mm -hmm. and that's not even touching on the fact that the two god Mm -hmm. metals, the three metals, even without playing with those Mm -hmm. the number of different interactions is fascinating there's there's 256
2: different potential metal borne combinations if you're just using the base the base 16 with Alamancy and Ferrochemy. Granted, mm-hmm. some of those combinations don't do much
3: because yeah. yeah, what are you gonna do as an aluminum misting other than just go? Well, I think outside. that depends on what aluminum ferrochemic power is. Oh, uh, aluminum is weird. Well, I mean, to be fair, identity. Wayne could pro if Wayne were to be spiked with identity. Could you imagine the ridiculous things that he could like to an extent when I was reading the ramifications (laughs) like to an extent when I was reading this, I was already like, are we sure that Wayne doesn't have a little bit of an idea? Because like when he takes when he talks about being the old woman, his Mm -hmm. thoughts and when he talks about being like a cop and stuff like his thoughts thoughts change and his like we have we have wobs on that though he's just real
2: a
0: really good method oh yeah 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 it's not yeah it's not but i mean it's just wayne but imagining what he could do if he had Uh, yeah that would
2: that's (laughs) utterly terrifying please don't give him the idea
1: and so like it's Yes, there's, like, the 16 compounding options, yeah. but those are almost the boring ones, where it's like, okay, yeah, like, you do awesome things if you have double gold. We
2: still but, don't know what copper compounding does.
1: Yeah, but... <laughs> Wait, yeah, what? We don't really know what it means to compound a memory. Like, Like, what does yeah. that mean conceptually? But yeah. the interesting thing is, like, when you get to combinations like wax... Where he has two different metals, but they synergize very well. Cause yeah. it's like steel pushing. It's all about if you push on a piece of metal that late weighs less than you, it flies off if it weighs more than you, you fly off, but then being able to change your weight, you can control whether you're going to fly off or push the other thing. And that is, that's where you can see Brandon is a magic system nerd. Mm-hmm. It's like this is like this is the sort of thing that excites him,
2: wax scaling techiel tower really- r- really showcased that mm-hmm. and really drove home the point that he is totally cheating at being- being a coin shot with his fair mm-hmm. but you know it I makes sense.
0: I love how he involves his love of firearms with this as well and he's mm-hmm. like, I need to get back over there in the sky well, I'll just weigh nothing and shoot that way and then get pushed that way by the um- Oops, I broke the flagstones, crap Right!
3: <laughs> oh, I, I broke the flagstones, I need to be more careful in the city. Yeah. And
1: so like it, the introducing the introduction- introduction of fairings and twinborn it just gives the magic this entirely different dimension that we didn't have in era one where the magic was really cool in era one and it just got even cooler in era two
2: you can really dig down then into what people can do with individual powers because you mm-hmm. know most of our most of our focus characters in mist in the first era of mistborn was, you know we had vin and ellen who were both mistborn at least mm. eventually. And they had everything and they they each had different strengths when it came to using their metals, but when you're twin born, you have one one of these and one of these and you are really going to drill down into exactly what you can pull off with what power you have. The fact that in in the opening prologue, a Wax is using his steel to track for the enemy because he knows they're going to be carrying guns, they're going they're going to be carrying metals, so he just wait, he turns on his steel and looks to see which lines are moving. So, I mean, there are a lot of different ways to use it. And the fact,
0: he just walks around all the time at three quarters weight. And mm-hmm. like has his steel bubble so that people mm-hmm. can't directly shoot him. Mm-hmm. Oh, the steel
1: yeah. bubble. The, the steel bubble is an interesting thing because Brandon has at different points in time attributed it to different things.
2: Yeah, he keeps going back and forth over yes. whether he wants so- Wax to be a savant or not.
1: Yeah, so like sometimes he attributes it to like being a steel savant, which is like you bur- you burn your metal so much that like it physically changes you. Like um this is what happened to um Spook in Hero of Ages; he became a tin savant. But whenever in the Cosmere you're mixing powers, you get resonances, which is like you get have these two powers and together they make make this third power. So sometimes he's referred to like Steel Bubble as Wax's resonance. And then well, sometimes he's like, oh, like the two powers are becoming one for Wax. And like, what does this mean, Brandon? Make up your mind.
3: Sounds like he's trying to be like cheeky and he actually knows what it is and he's trying to red herring and it's completely something different. I almost.
2: <laughs> uh, I think a lot of it was he originally went with. Well, he's just a seal seal savant, and then later on backtracked on that because Mm -hmm. he didn't think that Wax was suffering from enough negative consequences of being a seal savant.
3: That would Mm -hmm. make sense.
2: So, and I don't know if he had already had the idea of resonances or if it was just a handy way to come up with the idea. Um, I'm still very curious as to what Wayne's resonance is. I
0: think Wayne is a very interesting alternative to Wax in this case because Wax's Mm -hmm. powers. Synergize really, really well. And Wayne's do to an extent, but not quite as well. Like, it is helpful Mm -hmm. for him to be able to throw up a cadmium bubble if he's just been shot and And needs a bit of time to not die. That is very Mm -hmm. helpful, but it just doesn't click quite as well as waxes Mm -hmm. do.
2: It's useful in combat, especially the way Wayne fights, because he doesn't use guns. So Mm -hmm. if you are always taking people on hand-to-hand, and you're always bringing a dueling cane to a gunfight, being able to pull that person out of continuity with everyone else is a huge advantage.
0: And I love the scene at the end of Alloy of Law where he's fighting in the big cavern, and Wax makes the comment like, oh, Wayne's just over there doing his thing, like going up and grabbing people. But then there's a bit a little bit later from Wayne's perspective, I think, where he's mostly just trying to distract them and keeps putting up one bubble, moving around inside of it, moving to another place, dropping it, putting up another one, so that they're constantly confused and like still trying to track him but they're not going to do other things, they're not going after wax or going after hostages. Mm -hmm. So he does use it in a very interesting and cool way that works very well for his fighting style, like you said. Mm -hmm. Well, and he Uh, also traps uh, one person
3: with him while he's moving around. So he levels out the fight of instead of it being guns everywhere, it's "Eh, I'm fighting this one person and they're going to be disoriented while i'm kicking their teeth in
1: and brandon has mentioned in interviews and such that not all of the powers are equally useful in every situation when we get into certain things that are introduced in book three bands of mourning certain things there are meant to level the playing field a little bit in regards to the wider the spectrum of powers, so it makes sense that not all of the combinations are going to be as synergistic, be as effective together, because that's just how nature works. Like, not everything has a super, not everything works super well together.
2: And luck of the, of the draw, just luck of the draw. Yeah. You roll the mm-hmm. dice. Yeah, those are the two you got.
0: And even just the single powers, not all of them are useful. Like, um, aluminium is the obvious example. Mm-hmm. But to touch back on something that we've talked about in both of our last two episodes uh, is mm-hmm. Cadmium and Marisai and how most of her life her father has been saying like she has this useless allomantic power to the point that she really internalized that, yet mm-hmm. it was her use of the power that saved the day in the end mm-hmm. and yeah. that showed that there really was actually a use for this power, even if it's... Yeah wasn't immediately obvious and even if it's not as useful as uh mm-hmm. Bendeley, it still mm-hmm. has a useful purpose in place yeah, yeah you just need to find that place yeah
2: yeah and it, it it it's great that it's a solution to some of their problems and it's also a really great cap to Mercy's character arc in the book yeah. of where you show she goes <laughs> through thinking that she's just like this third wheel not being useful and in the end, she gets to be the linchpin of the the plan and Mm -hmm. it's it's just an awesome arc to see her go through
3: well and i love the fact that right off the bat brandon gives us these two like literally it's the opposites of each other and oh you get to play with the oh well i speed up time oh well i slow down time and he addresses the question of, you know, Wayne's like, I wonder what would happen if we both were in the same place and we both did the thing. And is like, it, just, it does nothing. And Wayne's like, oh, OK, well, moving on. <laughs> we didn't get into the fact, though, that uh, cadmium
2: bubbles and bend alloy bubbles have different size limitations. So you mm-hmm. could wind up with, like, you know, a bend alloy bubble inside a larger cadmium bubble where there's like, like if you're in the middle... You're at the same time as everyone outside, but then there's this this realm of slow time between you. And I'm sure there are uses for that if if you think hard enough.
1: Well, it's like going back to Era One. Brennan has always said the means for faster than light travel are built into the magic. And like this is where we finally got to see, like, oh, like you're meddling with time, of course. Like, th- and like we don't have all of the pieces yet, but it's like we're starting to like see those like speed bubbles probably involved Mm -hmm. in some way
2: you know brandon just told us that to just so that he would have the joy of watching us go crazy over it for a couple Mm. of decades before he finally told us how it worked we are his entertainment just as much (laughs) as he is ours
0: i also really uh enjoy the the puzzle and i know that this came up in one of the other episodes as well of how to use the magics to defeat someone who was basically immortal, which is what Miles was doing, by compounding gold and the the use of the the time bubbles to do that, uh, mm-hmm. instead of it just being wax shooting people. Like that this was a really innovative solution, I think, to tie back in the magic and also a magic that we haven't seen at this point, uh, to solve the solution that he presented yeah
1: and i i also like that brandon didn't make one of the leads a compounder like he made one of the villains a compounder and like and making it gold like gold that is, is a very scary. scary villain but brandon didn't just focus on like the compounding the furukumi like he he did have the gold allomancy in there as well because like that's another important part of what makes Miles' character so interesting.
0: And at the end when Marisai goes to Miles' execution mm. is a rather gruesome scene because they have to get all of the gold off of him and out of him because he mm-hmm. also had it inside his body to Yeah actually be able to go through with it and it they they couldn't get it all get it all so they just kind of had to keep going until like yeah so that that Mm. was gruesome to read
1: but it's such an image in your head yeah like the firing squad's like shooting at him and he's not
3: dying Mm. yeah and that's after they've tried... She mentions, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't get all of the gold. you know. So that's showing that he, they've already tried a few different things. Mm-hmm. Um, on the not-as-obvious side, I love the earring. I yes. love waxes. Mm-hmm. I love how subtle it is. Like, at the time, people knew what it was. Like, I remember people being like, oh that's probably a spike and the discussion that went around that so i feel okay in bringing it up because it's i mean it's confirmed in a later book but after this book we knew that it was a spike and just the interesting aspect of when wax is wearing it versus when he isn't and the Fact that he mentions a few times when he's wearing it, he gets a sense of amusement, or he gets like these mm-hmm. little flashes, and then, of course, as we've already mentioned, the lovely conversation with Cezzette at the end,
2: mm-hmm. and beyond that, you know, if it's a fair, if it's a hemological spike, there's something in there, and you know, the I think the big theory is that it gives him just a little bit of pewter that he might be pulling directly from the mists, because he always feels stronger in the mists. And doesn't feel pain as much.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, like, the, the the only issue is, like, it's so small and so degraded. It's like, it, it can't be doing much, but, like... It's,
2: it's just like enough to give him that better. little bit of an edge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's not really making him noticeably stronger,
3: but mm-hmm. he feels better. I do love... I mean, he mentions multiple times, and I love that he mentions multiple times, that he feels better in the mist... And, you know, they talking about the religions, uh, one of the religions believes that the mists, or he mentions, you know, oh, they say that the mists increase your power, but I don't believe that. I just like the way they feel. And it's amusing that, you know, he mentions so many times that he enjoys the mists.
2: I kind of wonder, I I would just love to make him sit here and do the scientific experiment. Is Does he feel different in the mists when he has his earring in versus when he has it out? Yeah. Because usually if he's out there fighting, he's got his earring in because you're supposed to wear it whenever you're doing something important. So what if all of his combat experience in the mist is always wearing his earring and he mm-hmm. just doesn't realize that it's related to the earring? Just like it took Vin forever to figure out that her earring was doing yeah. stuff.
0: And Vince was the same, where it was such a small thing that it was doing, but it was still doing something. So mm-hmm. I, I never actually thought about like what, his, uh, what Wax's earring could be. So I, I'm loving all of this. I'm like, yeah, this sounds great. I love it. I agree with all of it. Talk about the fact that uh,
2: Wax, at least some of the time, uses his allomancy in conjunction with his guns. I mean, yeah, we had the thing at the end where he, he steel pushed he fired the gun and then steel pushed it but there there's a point where miles mentions that he's that wax is the most accurate shooter he's ever seen uh where it says uh, wax seemed to have an inborn instinct for firearms miles had seen him make shots he'd have sworn were impossible and how much of that is wax helping to guide
3: the bullet with a steel push well i mean there's that wonderful shot at the end which i think you were referring yeah where he's like, I, I can't risk shooting her in the head. So he shoots out of the bubble, knowing for a fact that it's just going to randomly go somewhere. And then he has Wayne drop the bubble and he is enough of a precision shot to be able to shoot a second bullet in the tr- the trajectory needed to then push that bullet and use that bullet to nudge the first one around the, which is, yeah. I mean, it's just insane. Yeah, like that was an and, insane shot. And some shot. of that is,
2: yeah, some of that is in maybe actively using alomancy. Some of it, it may be the way he can track things. But,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I mean, it's hard for him to catch a bullet if he's not expecting it. But if he's already engaged,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. I know, it makes me like,
2: think that a steel compounder could do some scary things just with their alomancy.
1: because brandon has mentioned that like any amount of investiture like will affect your mind it's like it's when you burn atom it's like your mind expands to allow you to use that power so using the power that allows you to push on metals has probably altered his his mind in a way that is very effective for firearm
3: well and i love how um aluminum comes into play so much in this mm-hmm. book and like it's not an interactive so trying to work around the fact that just the way that the metals guns because you know you've got guns that are element or are inert you've got bullets that are inert and then you've got uh, Renette and Vindication and the fact that there's a alimantic specific safety and there's an alimantic way to ensure that uh, these gun, like there's these special rounds. Like it's just, it's fascinating to see
0: how Alamancy interacts with guns. And how Renette's Which- creating the different types of bullets as well.
1: Scadrial is the earth analog for the Cosmere and it's... It's moments like this where you realize like, oh, okay, this is why Brennan chose the metal magic as the earth analog is because there is so much metal in our culture especially with guns like guns on roshar like it wouldn't be as cool yeah in the same way
2: and just for a little background for those watching who might not necessarily know aluminum being expensive is actually historically Mm -hmm. accurate to our timeline um Mm -hmm. back up until like the mid 1800s aluminum was more valuable than gold on our world because of how difficult it was to make and it was the invention of what became known as the Hall Hero process, where they used electrolysis to purify aluminum is what made mm. it super cheap. And Scadriel has electricity. They are this close to cracking Hall Hero, which means by the time we get to Era 3, aluminum is going to be cheap and everyone is going to have it. It's gonna be mm. And it's going to be a game changer when it comes to how how people deal with allomancy mm-hmm.
3: i mean there's already that info they mentioned the tinfoil hat yeah the tinfoil foil hats
1: mm-hmm. like I, I don't remember if that's in this book or the next book but it, like I, when oh, he did it's it in
0: book. it's in this, it's book. In this it book, book
1: yeah and yeah. it's like and it, it wasn't something brennan intended on doing it's like <laughs> yeah. he realized retroactively like oh like i made aluminum foil hats actually a thing in the cosmere because that's how things work I don't think like, p- protects you from emotional allomancy. Like.
2: it and it doesn't necessarily have to be a solid barrier. Imagine once once aluminum, because it's cheap, every every lady can have fancy aluminum jewelry in their hair that protects mm-hmm. them from, from allomancy. They can they can have like little chains and things, you know, like you go to the Renaissance festival and you get the little headdresses I made mean- out of chainmail.
0: Yeah, and pretty
2: sure that this is aluminum, my little headband here. And it's probably aluminum alloy rather than pure aluminum. There's not very many aluminum alloys that will actually act the same way as pure aluminum does. That's the question I mean, though. But I I've no. made chainmail out of aluminum links and it's really easy to work <laughs> and really easy to 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 make into things. So people can just order order little strips of aluminum with couple pairs of pliers, all they have to do is wrap it around a dowel and snap them all off, and they can make their own stuff. So once aluminum is cheap in this world, everything changes.
0: And like there has to be an aluminum alloy in Skadriel that is still doing the same thing, because that's what Wax is trying to figure out for the guns, because they Mm -hmm. couldn't use pure aluminum for it. It has to be alloyed with something, but whatever it's alloyed with isn't actually stopping the effect
1: yeah it's it's still close enough to aluminum realmatically that it has the same investiture neutralizing yeah. effect
2: it, it's probably a got a very small addition of other mm-hmm. other substances to it yeah it, it's probably a primarily aluminum i do kind of wonder about Invarian steel because they talk about um vindication being stronger and lighter than your average gun, and I kind of wonder if that's maybe like a steel titanium alloy because oh, titanium feels- is a lot lighter, and you can mm-hmm. alloy with it, it with steel, I think, if I remember correctly. So I, I bet that's probably what they're go, what he's going for there, or if he wasn't specifically, it would be a good explanation for it. Mm-hmm. Because they're getting to the point where they can start working with those kinds of metals.
1: Yeah, because Brandon has said, like, yes, it's the Earth analog, but things don't progress at the exact same speed as Earth. And so that they are way more advanced in metallurgy mm. than Earth was at the same why. time. Which makes
0: so much sense. Yeah. <laughs> and but yeah, they are only just discovering cars and like electricity. Mm-hmm. So I do, we don't irrigation. have radio
2: yet. <laughs> yeah. We we apparently don't have – if there are telegraphs, they are not yet in wide use. Um,
3: radio waves. And yeah. if, you know, if
2: you look at the size of the Ellendale Basin, it's not that big. No, the aren't. whole basin could fit inside the state of Texas. So mm-hmm. when you're talking about a train ride, they're talking about how far away the roughs are, I mean, you could make that train ride in a day. Yeah. Even with the slow trains the yet mm-hmm. slower trains of like the early 1800s or mid-1800s. So it shouldn't really be that difficult to travel.
1: Yeah. Like you can actually, if you take the um, Final Empire map and the L Basin map, like you can see the overlap like yeah. you can, the it's peninsula tiny. is very distinctive yeah and it's like the Elendel bays and compared to the final empire is not that big so there's a lot out there
0: well thank you for joining me guys and thank you for watching everybody you can find us at 17 shardcom for all your news discussion theories and fun that you could ever want you could find us on facebook twitter soundcloud Leave us a review on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube, and also support us on Patreon. See you next time, guys. Bye. Bye.